Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We just waiting for Sheikh Ibrahim to join the live and all the others. Bismillah, today we want to speak about marriage, maybe a little bit about how a person chooses a spouse, what alternatives they have when it comes to uh, marriage, or what's thrown out there in Islam halal, and also the beginning stages of marriage and uh, some of the problems people may face. So inshallah, we will discuss all that. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You can't see me again, right? No, we can't see you. Khalas, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Khair. You were saying that we wanted to speak about marriage today, and I think there's, a, there's quite a lot we could speak about when it comes to marriage, before marriage, choosing your spouse, during marriage, especially the first stages, and some of the problems people may face. So I think you could maybe give us uh, a few of the points we would like to start off with. Yes, I was uh, actually, this idea came from someone who had sent me a uh, direct message. I can't remember exactly, exactly who it was. And uh, they were saying basically that you, when you want to get married, you know, Islamically, how do you find a spouse? So what would we be the way, the right way to go about it? And I thought that's a valid question that we can uh, address today, inshallah. Bismillah. I think uh, when it comes to this topic, obviously there's a lot of advice that can be given and uh, you don't always need to get, get advice from a sheikh or somebody of that nature sometimes you can get advice and in fact i found that you will get the best advice with people who are used to dealing with issues in marriage people who are counselors because they've dealt with so many people sometimes if there's a trend that's going on maybe people are suffering due to social media or there's haram due to that they will be able to advise you better so I think when it comes to that, obviously people are from different countries, different places, there's different traditions, cultures, and norms. Yes, yeah, so, so as long as the norms and uh, culture, tradition doesn't go against uh, Islam, then it wouldn't be wrong for a person to follow that. So they can go to their uh, elders or whatever, whatever the system is, as long as it doesn't go against Islam in order to find a spouse, you can go uh, you know, through those traditions. Yes, most definitely you uh, benefit from those who are older than you, those who those who have experience, those who may have dealt with people's cases. Sometimes you may not know of certain things, especially if you, you know, if your mind's already fixed on getting married, you may only see the roses and the glitz and the glamour, but you don't know what you're getting yourself into. So it's always important to ask other people's advice. Yes, you know, today there's a lot of apps out there so that are encouraging people to meet online, etc. Would something like that be allowed or, you know, is, is there any, you know, okay, we don't want to speak about specific uh, platforms, but are there any uh, general guidelines that a person can follow when trying to use these uh, apps that get people together, etc.? Uh, I think there are other scholars who... Uh, have probably spoken about it. Uh, I've never used them. I've uh, never seen them, so I wouldn't know how they work. But I think you should ask somebody else. But nonetheless, whatever is haram will remain haram. As for sometimes people, they try through halal to do things, and uh, 
I think that would depend from platform to platform. And I think uh, scholars who know about that would be uh, more knowledgeable to speak on that topic instead of myself. Yes, yes. Wallahi, some, some uh, apps that I've heard of are just, uh, you know, out there to actually spread a lot of fitna and facade. And uh, their the general idea is to gain a lot of income and money from this app. So they go out there and they know people are interested in something like this. So they put it out there and people get onto it and they really uh, make a lot of money out of it. Now, not to say that there aren't some that are doing well as well. Uh, and doing, trying to do the right thing. But like you said, it uh, differs from app to app and uh, website to website, etc. Most definitely. I think uh, obviously a starting point, wherever you're starting, wherever you are, uh, when somebody wants to get married, whether they're a boy or a girl, a young man, young woman, even an older person, I think whatever it may be, obviously your intention firstly is you want to do something that is halal, you want to do something that your creator has ordered you to do and he's ordered you to live together, do uh, basically live in halal. So if somebody is, uh, for example, living a normal life and he wants to go to the next stage, then obviously doing his uh, research or whatever we may say or asking advice, then he can carry on. As for somebody who is in haram, I think we have to uh, speak about reality on the ground. Somebody who is in haram, if they, you know, you really want to get married to somebody, it's about time you try to make it halal. And if it's not possible, then you've tried all means, then leave it and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you something that is better. Yes, that the one who's conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will open his doors and grant him sustenance, uh, which can come in the form of a spouse. Uh, from a place that he cannot imagine. And this is where a lot of people tend to give up hope at times. They've been looking for two years, three years, five years, and they don't find someone. They feel like now I can go down the wrong uh, path in order to find someone. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will most definitely provide for you. Uh, perhaps it was just one month or two months before you found someone and then you decided, you know, in a halal manner and you decided to do it the wrong way. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala snatches the barakah or takes the barakah out of that. So I think we need to really emphasize that because especially when getting married, someone really wants to get married immediately and they expect it to happen tomorrow. It may, uh, it may happen in that way, but a lot of times you've got to wait and go through the process, see different people. And then at the end of the day, you find someone who is compatible and suitable. Most definitely. And uh, I think that one of the things that helps the most is obviously your dua. Do not underestimate any dua you make or any dua that somebody else makes for you. You know, I give you an example. There was somebody I know who was in Al-Haram Al-Makki. Uh, they were sitting with a few friends and one of them said that, okay, when are you getting married? The other guy said, ah, oh, we'll see. Maybe inshallah, inshallah. He said, no, inshallah, after this holidays, you'll get married. He said, you'll get married. And he said, so the, the guy responded and he said, no, uh, we'll see, inshallah. He said, no, say, ameen, bil yaqeen. He's basically had full conviction, say, ameen. And uh, he, mm. this person made a dua for him. And uh, believe it or not, after the holidays, that person got married. Wallahi, wallahi, dua is indeed powerful. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can grant you 
immediately from where even that which you want exactly what you want uh, you can find uh, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed is most capable you know i think a lot of people find themselves looking for a perfect spouse and they look for someone who has all the qualities that they want and they keep waiting for example uh, they they found 9 out of 10 but they want 10 out of 10 it doesn't work that way and uh, i think that's what we need to focus on also today where there's you need to give and take you can't just take all the time allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if that had been the case uh, perhaps we would have been in jannah you know and uh, people would be actually getting exactly what they want most definitely i think people don't realize especially when you're not living with uh, somebody you might think that it's only with this person my life will be perfect or i'm waiting for the perfect person to come along the perfect person does not come along illa an yasha allah unless allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed that for you but even when we look at the seerah of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when we find when we look at his house when we study his marriage we find that at times there were misunderstandings that also occurred in the house of prophet with the house of nubuwa and there were ways which rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam dealt with these uh, misunderstandings to what extent can we meet and interact before we get married so a lot of people today go out they have dates together and then uh, they decide whether they want to get married or not now we, we know that there's an islamic way of doing this how would that be obviously you would have to go through the right channels allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even though this verse is uh, speaking to the arab he says, Basically, when you go into your houses, instead of going through the side, enter through the door. So in the same way, if you want to get married to somebody, go through the right channels. You need to speak to their wali, their guardian, those who are the family, basically. And you approach them and you speak or you, you, know, you mention what you've come for. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I think in, to, in today's world, a lot of people actually do go through those uh, means, but eventually even the parents allow them because of change of culture and tradition, the parents encourage them to go out together on a traditional uh, date and they'll then meet with each other and sit and discuss and, you know, perhaps hold hands, even touch each other. I think that, that's where a little bit more clarity, we, we can give them a little bit more clarity to tell them that, you know, it would be wrong for you Islamically to hold a stranger's hand and to go out in, you know, and be in seclusion with them or to, to, to go out on a date in the manner that the people of other faiths and religions do and have no problem with. Yes, as you mentioned, Khalwa, basically you and her or you and him being alone. If you went to the house and you're sitting with the father, the family, the brothers, you ask your questions, you, she asks her questions. Maybe you need more than one meeting. Uh, maybe they call you for dinner to speak to you. But as you mentioned, when it comes to uh, sitting alone with somebody, as Rasulullah says in the hadith that there is no man and a woman who are together alone and they are not mahrams except shaitan is the third one uh, with them. Yes, and uh, after the engagement as well, I think it's important for people to know that, you know, once you, you're engaged, it doesn't mean that you're married. So an engagement is literally a commitment to say that I'm going to marry this person and uh, this person is going to marry me. But at the same time, we should make sure that we don't 
take it beyond the limits of Sharia. So people go out together and end up at times impregnating the, 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 the woman. So she's now pregnant and they're rushing to get the marriage uh, get do, uh, you know done so that they are not ashamed in front in front of others. Whereas Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has protected you from all of that and uh, told you not to do this until you are you have your nikah done. And uh, I have one uh, small suggestion for this, and that is people should get married as soon as possible when they're interested in each other. Try to do the aqdun nikah, get it done. Then if you guys want to go out, you want to meet, you you know you want to travel together, it's all halal. Uh, do, do the aqdun nikah, make sure all the conditions of the nikah have been fulfilled and the pillars of the nikah have been fulfilled and then you, you're good to go. But unfortunately, uh, shaitan actually comes and tells them you've got to have a big you know, nikah and a big do, etc. And they end up doing haram. Most definitely, as you mentioned, the unnecessary delay of nikah is... Uh, causes problems. Sometimes people want to wait for the whole family, especially if the family is big, spread out all over the world and not everybody can make it and on this state and this state. And the actual nikah and wedding ends up being delayed for one year and two years for nothing. Somebody is speaking about aqdun nikah. I think we're on that point. Basically, so Sheikh Ibrahim mentioned the engagement. Now, where we come from, where people speak English, uh, the engagement we know is people have... Uh, They've decided that I want to get married to him and he wants to get married to me, but they haven't yet given their word or their act. Their act has not been uh, written or the nikah has not been carried out. However, in some cultures or some societies, what they refer to as the engagement is actually the act. So the act is basically when you are offered the woman and you say, or the, the bride and you say, I accept. That's interesting. That's interesting. I actually was not fully aware of that. So that, that's very interesting, uh, actually, to, to learn yeah, of yeah, other yeah. cultures and uh, ways of doing things. Here, here where we are in the Middle East, uh, a lot of the times, what we find is that the Aqd is already written down. So there's been uh, ijab wa qabul. Uh, the person has been asked, do you want to marry this woman? We are giving her. And uh, he accepts that. Thereafter, then they wait for the wedding. So what's i'lanun nikah? Maybe it takes a little while, two, three, four months, uh, one year. But the act has already been completed. So with us, we what would we say? We would say they engaged. But in actual fact, the act is completed. In other, in other societies, it differs. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, someone was asking a question here. Perhaps we could go to it. Ideal qualities to look for in a spouse and what qualities I should be, should I be developing? I think uh, as the hadith of Rasulullah says, when you get married, obviously there's, there's many things you can look at. The most important is your deed. The most important is deed. And if you marry a person who has been and they may be lacking in a few other qualities, you know, they can always build those qualities. Even deen, let's say a person is, uh, 70 or 80 percent he's at least reading all his salah and he wants to get better slowly he will build and he will improve even in life but the main or the main thing you look at firstly is deen it's not going to be perfect whether it's deen whether it's dunya whatever it may be but you will have to grow together yes and in today's world you know 
Sheikhna, sorry, I don't know if you're speaking because it seems to have cut. Uh, okay, you're back. You. So, uh, sorry, I think my internet connection is, is bad. You know, in today's world, basically, you have a situation where people go out and they get to know each other. And uh, whether they go out or not, you know, they meet on the phone and uh, they really get to know each other and they begin to love one another and then want to get married. Uh, now, you know, I think that such a situation they're actually painting false pictures of who they are to each other because you don't really know that person you're just getting to know the, the good qualities that they have and uh, then all of a sudden you get married to that person you living with them 24 7 you see that they've got so many defects and problems also and now it becomes a serious issue so would, would there be any uh, could you add anything on to that most definitely, and when you are in haram, shaitan beautifies things which are haram. Then once you want to make it halal, he leaves and that beautification also goes with it. Remember, if you want to start mm -hmm. uh, anything you want to start in life, try and start it correctly and, uh, you know, use the channels that are available, the channels, the correct channels, basically. And once, you, once you're married as well, uh, you know, people tend to look at other relationships and start to compare theirs to other couples. And in today's world it, on Instagram, that happens a lot. You know, people who are, well, not necessarily Instagram, but all these social media apps that are out there, uh, you've got couples goals, you know, hashtag couples goals. And then they put a couple there with a beautiful picture ba background and uh, people see this and then they aspire to those uh, couples goals. So I think that that's not something that we should be doing. Yes, obviously your your life should not be built on likes and followers and, you know, a fake life or trying to portray a picture of yourself that you are not or trying or even believing for a second that everybody else who's showing their lives to be perfect, for you to believe it's perfect, uh, <laughs> that's the yes. least that, that could be said is that is... Uh, not logical that is foolish to say the least everybody has their problems you don't know what people are going through somebody may have the best picture or on holiday they may show you the beach or whatever they may show you but you don't know what's going on there so and another point to mention is sometimes when we show too much of our own lives there is jealousy and sometimes people actually try to bring down uh, to bring your downfall So I think we, Sheikh Ibrahim, I think we have lost you. <laughs> Maybe if somebody in the chat has got anything else whilst we wait for Sheikh Ibrahim, you can mention. So there's a lot that could be said about marriage, especially when people show their lives on social media. What exactly are you showing your life for? Sometimes you may just want to show something that you may have or you may we wait for him to join once again so how do you stay patient while being single and trying to find a spouse obviously firstly make dua then go through the right channels and don't carry on thinking that you're whose sound has been lost 
don't carry on thinking that the only thing that you need in life currently is marriage. And if you're not, if you don't get married, your whole life will come to an end. And uh, basically, you become depressed. No, there's a lot more to life than marriage. Yes. Can Can you hear me now? Yes. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So, yes, uh, we were talking about marriage and uh, subhanallah, I think that this is a topic that's so vast that we can continue talking about it for a very long, long time. Uh, people are discontent with what they have because they're seeing other people's relationships like we were talking about couples goals and you know hashtag couples goals and you've got that and people are saying this is what I need to be. Whereas what you have is something is real. What you see on different social media apps is not necessarily real or original. It may be just a fraction of what they experience through through their lives. Uh, in fact, you know, I was recently talking about marriage and uh, I said to the people that maybe straight after they took that picture, they were at each other's throats fighting each other. You don't know. And, uh, you know, they just took that, uh, that picture for the sake of the social media apps, etc., uh, and unfortunately, you have yourself then comparing your relationship to that one and you become discontent in yours. Uh, I think Shaitan has a big role to play in all of this because uh, ultimately this is one of his main goals to, to break up a, a marriage. Most definitely. And wherever you are and whoever you may be, Shaitan will come to you and he comes to you in different ways. So I think there's a debate going on about marriage. Somebody is saying about in the comments about marriage being not everything the other is saying it's half of your deen. Uh, when you had cut off, we were speaking about if somebody is worried about getting married, you know, they have a lot of stress. I need to get married. I need to get married. And they haven't found anybody or nobody has come. What would you say to such a person? I had mentioned that, yes, you try your best, but marriage is not everything. Let's say you're not married and nobody's come yet or you haven't found somebody. Carry on with your life. Don't sit in depression. There's a lot more to life than marriage. Absolutely, 100%. I was actually reading about this today and I heard, uh, I, was, I was thinking that, you know, why do people think that if I'm not married, then I'm not happy. You can be happy whilst you are single and you should try to aspire to be happy whilst you're uh, single because Ultimately, I think this goes back to a lack in faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, a person's heart is empty because they don't have a companion to share their lives with, yet they have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if they were to fill their hearts with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then no matter whether they married or they're not married, they'd be happy. Uh, knowing that they have a connection to their maker. Yes, definitely. We all want someone to share our lives with. We all want someone uh, that stable next to us, uh, whom we can count on, etc. But that is only one aspect of life. It's not everything uh, in, in your life. So don't make it you, you do all and you know be all. Uh, because without it, then you collapse. Your whole life uh, collapses. Most definitely, especially if you've tried and you've looked and you've tried your best, then after that you leave it in the hands of Allah, still trying, but your life shouldn't stop. Uh, Sheikh, what happens sometimes when uh, people get married and obviously there's a lot of uh, enjoyment, excitement, and we find especially today because of the world we live in, the social media, 
people haven't really experienced real life before marriage. So they're used to living, as we mentioned, just on social media, looking at life through the lens of somebody else. Then they eventually get dropped into real life. And we find like the divorce rate in the first months, the first years is sky high. What would you have to say to people who are newly married? What advice would you give to them? You know, I, I've personally been coming to the conclusion that all these apps, social media apps, there's so much uh, that's detrimental to a person and their well-being. You know, that it's a lot more detrimental to a person's mental and emotional well-being than it is beneficial. So generally, if you can cut your time down to a few hours a day in which you will sit and catch up on that which is beneficial and then get off it completely because it's like a drug, you know, you, you put up something, you want to see how many uh, likes they've been, you, you want to see how many followers you've got, it becomes a drug. And interestingly, I was reading how it actually raises dopamine levels in your mind which is to do with which has to do with drugs as well a person takes drugs the dopamine dopamine level shoots up and then they need more and more of that in order to keep themselves high uh, get themselves high so if it's doing if it's having the same action in our brains as drugs do then doesn't that say something about what these apps are uh, although yes it is a, a double edged uh, sword so you have goodness and bad there's definitely a lot of goodness but how many of us actually go out there and look for the goodness and come out feeling positive uh, think about when you leave an app and you close your phone or uh, to do something else try to focus on the emotion that you feel when you do when you do this and if you're feeling bad constantly about your life then perhaps you're doing the wrong things on social media or not necessarily wrong but you're getting the wrong emotions from it uh, by seeing other people's lives, etc. It's detrimental to you. Most definitely. I think there has to be a balance, especially between your real life and what you may have on social media. If you find it's harming you in any way or you start becoming jealous of other people or you find yourself just looking at everybody else and you feel, I don't have this, I don't have this. Look at those who have less than you. Be grateful for what you have. So you mentioned a very powerful point. If the social media is now starting to affect you negatively, start thinking about cutting down your hours. It's affecting your marriage. It's affecting your productivity as a human being. Then you should think about that. I think the, the problem is in the diagnosis. So a lot of times we start looking at our lives and saying that uh, there's something wrong with me. Whereas in reality, it's not you, it's what you've been seeing. You've been fed too much. So your mind wasn't made for that. It wasn't made to be looking at all of these different people's lives. Rather, you should be foc focusing on what's positive and good for you. So we, we tend to diagnose our lives as being bad. Whereas in reality, it's that which we've been seeing on social media, uh, etc. Yes, I think if anything, uh, what we've taken from this is we need to live real lives. We need to be in reality more than we are on the net. Sheikh, what happens if people have, uh, you know, there will always be problems in marriage, in life in general. What happens if people have a few problems, especially at the beginning of marriage? Sometimes you find people already ready to walk out the door within the first week, within the first month. What advice would you give to them? There's someone close to me when I got married, they actually told me and uh, said that, you know, son, when you get married, 
then the first two years are going to be the most difficult years. And that's because you've lived single all your life. You've only had to think about yourself. And now there's someone else next to you and you've got to think of them. Uh, and everything that you do, you know, they're with you, they're next to you, they're eating with you, they're sleeping with you, they're going uh, out with you, they're everywhere. They just, in every facet of your life, you've got to think about these people. So he says, now, if you pass those two years, there's going to be, there may be a lot of problems, uh, unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saves you from that, you know, and uh, you, you're going to have a lot of problems in the beginning, but those are just speed bumps. And once you get past that, then your marriage is more likely to, to grow and uh, survive, you know, basically. Most definitely. I think there's a lot of patience required. You will have to change your ways. They will change their ways, wherever you get married to. And you grow together. You know, if you're used to doing something and you're in a certain routine for so long, you wake up at a certain time, do something. All of a sudden, as you mentioned, you've got somebody else you're living with. You've got children tomorrow. Your life will change. And I think sometimes people just want to live uh, life according to one set timetable. So you find that they've got a timetable for the, the years to come. I'll definitely wake up at this time and sleep at this time and do so much. Not realizing that we have to be flexible when it comes to our planning. Things happen. Yeah, going back to uh, how people when they get married, they think that they will change their spouse. I think that needs to be addressed. We, we can't change our spouses. So uh, the, the person that you're marrying, understand that they are who they are and don't expect to change them. So yes, we can try and influence each other in a good way. But the person you're marrying, if they were a drug addict before you married them, don't think that you're going to change them and you can uh, influence them to the extent where their hearts will be changed for the better. Remember that that wasn't even the jurisdiction of the Prophet ﷺ. He couldn't change the hearts of people, but it was for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide whomsoever he wished. You can only take a person to the water, but you can't make them drink. So you need to understand. And this is where I find a lot of youth feel that, okay, she, she does this or he does that. And it's a bad thing. I don't like it. It's wrong, but I'm going to change this person. I don't think that's going to happen. And that in most cases, that doesn't happen. If the person was doing something before they're married, they're most likely going to carry on with that uh, habit. Uh, so don't become so attached to a person that you can't give up uh, that particular person or, or engagement, marriage, etc. Most definitely, as you mentioned, your attachment should be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's normal to love somebody else, your husband or your wife, However, there will be difficulties and you will have to try to pull through. I think there's a lot of people who were much older than us in the comments who've been married for much longer. If you've got any tips or what some beneficial advice you can share, we would love to see that in the comments. Sheikh, is there anything else you'd like to add on this topic? Yes, I, uh, I think uh, with regards to, you know, cheating in marriage where people are now having extramarital affairs uh, this is common in a lot of places in a lot of community societies we, we need to start focusing on our relationships and building them working at them where we've heard and we've made mistakes we've had fights disagreements arguments we need to communicate with each other so a lot of the times i find that uh, people 
don't talk to each other, but they go to another person outside of the home, especially today where both man and woman uh, work. They go outside the home into the workplace and they start confiding in someone. And that person ends up being the person whom, uh, forgive my you know lack of better words, but the person whom they end up in bed with, basically. So all of a sudden, that person is the one who can... Uh, now listen to them or has 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 given them a shoulder to cry on whereas had they spoken amongst in and amongst themselves spoken to each other communicated with each other then this would have resolved before it even went further uh, unfortunately we we talk to everybody else but we don't talk to our spouse or our uh, yes uh, the, the 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 you know spouse amongst our own clique and family, most definitely, and uh, everything gets out and things go wrong. You know, it's extremely important, as you mentioned, that we must be open with each other. You know, you sit down, even if it's uh, once a week at least. Look, look at, uh, you know, you may have seen things in the other person that, you know, you'd like to address, you'd like to mention in a nice way. They may have seen things. Have your notebook, have your papers, write it down, and give each other a chance to talk. Start learning to listen. Uh, Start learning to listen to the other person without interrupting and having it your way or having things or thinking things are the way you think them to be. So, for example, if your wife says that, you know what, I think that this, this, this needs to change or it needs to improve in a respectful way. And you tell her that I think X, Y and Z we could improve on. You look at that, you compare notes, then you say, okay, for example, this week, inshallah, we will work on this and I will work on this. And you try to build together. But we have to have that openness with one another. Yes, people are asking that, what if you're shy or scared to approach your spouse? How, how can you do this? You know, uh, what, what do you do? Because you feel scared to approach them. Well, I think uh, if it's your spouse, obviously you've got married, you, inshallah, you both love each other. And this, you would be the only person who knows certain things about your spouse and they would know certain things about you and you share a closer relationship than you would share with other people. So if you shy to talk to your husband, I think you would have to look at different ways how to approach a topic. Sometimes you don't just sit down and say, oh, you know what, uh, there's X, Y, and Z wrong with you. We need to change this. No, there's a way of doing it over dinner. You know, you start talking, you say, what if we try and improve upon this? Remember, when you're trying to correct somebody, you don't just, uh, you know, take out your your weapon and start to attack. Sometimes there's a, in fact, all the time, there's a way to approach it. You have to mention your flaws. You have to mention what you did wrong. You have to mention what you also need to improve on. And you carry on. But being shy will not solve a problem. And that's another thing to mention. Sometimes you there's something that you see with your husband and sometimes or you see with your wife and you start doubting them, doubting them, doubting them. You live in sadness, depression, insecurity about something you're doubting. You're not even sure 100% what you're thinking about is going on. Address it, approach it, be open. Yes, you know, if a person can't talk to their spouse, if the spouse is scary, for example, at times you find not all marriages are loving, you know, uh, sometimes the husband or the wife uh, can be very intimidating, then I think write to that person, you know, write a, a note down on a letter or uh, email them, uh, text them. Today we can text the whole world, WhatsApp that person. You, you can text the whole world, but you can't text your spouse. Why not? 
uh, take the time out to explain and express why you've texted them instead of talking to them personally. And perhaps they'll understand, you know, perhaps they'll read it without emotion, etc. And uh, be able to absorb that uh, easily. I, I think you've mentioned a very, very important uh, point, a very valid point there, where people start to doubt each other. And sometimes, you know, it's nothing at all that the person is doing, but you just start to doubt them. Uh, you see them texting away, you know, at a time at night, they couldn't sleep and they were texting, perhaps they're texting a family member. And then you begin to think that, hey, maybe this person is uh, having an extramarital affair or etc. I think at that point, uh, what, what advice would you have for such a person? Obviously, uh, building on the previous question that was asked, if somebody is shy, every heart has a key and you have to try different ways until you find the key that goes that, uh, you know, you're able to unlock this person's heart, whether it's through food or through good speech or through gifts, whatever it may be, you've got to try. As for somebody, you know, if you're doubting somebody or you saw something, you know, it's your husband or it's your wife at the end of the day, you should be having an open relationship where you can discuss anything. So start discussing. I think yeah. I could add that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you need to discuss and talk to each other and ask, be open about it. And I think part of the problem also is having this uh, understanding. And look, this is just the way I see it. If your relationship goes, uh, works differently and you've got an open relationship where you both look into each other's phones, then that's fine. Uh, but, you know, this is a sticky issue with a lot of people. Sometimes they misread something or they misunderstand something that they've read on their spouse's phone. And uh, instead of clarifying, they begin to cause problems in the marriage or they allow the marriage to break down further. Uh, I think this can be cut off by having your own space. Uh, you know, I think people need their own space and in uh, certain places of their or aspects of their lives, they shouldn't be doing everything together. So some things should be on your own. Uh, and you don't need to go into each other's messages and emails. There should be an element of trust between each other. That I trust my spouse and she's not going to do uh, wrong and the, or, you know, she's not going to do something haram. And the same goes the other way. Um, so th this is where some of, you know, the problems stem from also where they're going into each other's lives into too much depth. Ultimately, you are actually uh, human beings that are separate from each other. Yes, you are married, but you are two different entities that have come together. You weren't always together. So you need to give each other your space as well. Most definitely. I think, as you mentioned, some marriages work. You find that some people may be together the whole time and it still works. So people are different. Marriage is different. But as you mentioned, sometimes somebody needs their space or they need to get something done. Well, find find a way and, you know, discuss with one another and carry on. Somebody mentioned being vulnerable or, you know, sharing each other's flaws with one another so we could be more human. And that's a very important point. Sometimes when we want to correct something, we want to come out as we know everything and, you know, we are the, the boss basically and it's my way and I saw this wrong and this must change. No, speak about your uh your defects or some of the some of the qualities that need improving in yourself be vulnerable speak about yourself and then you can come to common ground and build together 
Yes, yes. You know, uh, someone had mentioned earlier that uh, sometimes I'm too shy as a as a woman. I'm too shy to speak, etc. Uh, fine, that, that that's okay. If that's the way you feel, then that's fine. But like we mentioned, you can have other ways of approaching the same topic. Number one, number two, some shyness is not actually good. Some forms of shyness. So. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Allah la yastahiya in yadriba mathalan ma ba'udatan fama fawqaha Allah does not have shame to uh, give you an example of a mosquito or that which is above it or more so certain topics don't require shyness you need to approach them uh, and you need to speak about them clearly in in order to get to a certain goal so certain forms of shyness are not actually recommended or commended most definitely as you mentioned and ibn abbas radiyallahu anhuma mentions even when it comes to knowledge two types of people won't attain knowledge number one the one who is shy you know you shy to ask you you shy to sit in a place where knowledge is being being given and number two one who is arrogant and uh, haughty basically he thinks a lot of himself and he thinks that he knows everything these two types of people when it comes to knowledge they won't attain it so also when it comes to marriage if it's your haq especially something important uh, that needs to be spoken about here you shouldn't be shy and you should look for the most appropriate way to approach this yeah with with, with regards to dealing with problems sometimes you know you won't always have it your way uh, so some arguments you'll come out and the other person would have accepted that they that you're right and we need to understand that in a marriage there's no winners and losers so even in an argument if you've lost the argument it doesn't mean that your spouse uh, has won per se they, that, that's a loss for them also they share in that loss they feel for you and it means that at least you can come to a common ground and understanding that's the goal of uh, the, the the argument even taking place so i think it's important to 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 mention this because a lot of people want to come out as victors where they you know we we have won this argument you see you were wrong and i was right most definitely it's not i win or you win it's either we win together or we lose together somebody also mentioned forgiveness and overlooking that's a very big part of any marriage you know whoever you live with or whoever you interact with there will be a time where they let you down or something goes wrong you will have to learn how to forgive and move on Yes, yes. Jazakallah khair, Sheikhna. Uh, what do you think? Shall we take any more questions from the comments? I think if there are any questions, uh, people could, uh, you know, mention whatever they would like us to address in the comments. I think another important thing to mention. I don't know. I found this. Maybe you could uh, comment on it. Sometimes, you know, marriage advice. I think is not taken from everybody because. in life on average 90 to 95% of people are only going to get married once okay yes so they are mainly going to give you advice on what they've experienced so i give you an example if there's a husband and wife and let's say they're having problems husband family a the husband he the only way he knows to address problems is you know by being stern or shouting So the advice and he sees results the advice he's going to give everybody else is you know what you've got to be stern you've got to be a man and uh, when it comes to family b maybe the wife the only way she knows or she's seen results is also by being stern and being hard and that's the type of advice they would give because they've seen results what i'm getting to is that 
When it comes to marriage, obviously ask people who have dealt with many cases because they've got experience in it. Most of the people, 90 to 95% of the people are only going to get married once in life. After that, they mainly going to advise you on what they've gone through. Yes, they will be good pieces of advice they give you, but especially when it comes to addressing your problems, somebody might say, you know what, divorce, and somebody might say, you know what, go home. I think there's, it's much deeper than that. Yes, yes. Wallahi, you know, this is so true because people look at their marriages or generally their lives from their perspective. And uh, their perspective is not necessarily, you know, inclusive of everything. So, in fact, it, most, most of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's probably not inclusive of everything. So there's uh, different perspectives that you've got to take on board and see what fits in your life as well, what suits you uh, and your spouse. So not always, it's not like one size fits all. Yes, and as Rasulullah says in the hadith, basically when he said, you know, you shouldn't hate a person, your spouse, because of this one character they don't have, or this one character they don't have, this one quality. You know what, if they don't have this, look for this. And if they don't have this, look for something else that they have. Yes, a joke that kind of comes to mind actually about... Uh, a person who was very, very harsh in his mannerism. When he got married, uh, with, then, then he, he did this and he continued in this manner. And later on, one of his close relatives was getting married and he decided to give them the advice that you need to be very harsh in your relationship. So he, he the first day he got married, he tells his wife that, uh, you know, uh, go and make the tea or else. So she says, okay, fine. Okay, let me go and quickly. Uh, make the tea, she comes back with the tea. And then the second day, uh, the same thing happens. The third day, the same thing happens. On the fourth day, she says, oh, else what? You know, what are you going to do? And he says, well, then I'll make the tea. It's not a problem, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think so, sometimes, you know, even though you mention a joke, it's such a valid point. Sometimes there's a lot of empty threats in marriage. You know, you don't do this, I'll do this and I'll do that. And I think we've got to be a bit more mature and think about life. Remember, as we mentioned before, you live together. It's either we win together or we lose together. Yes, yes. And uh, someone had asked that if they've got a child and they want to get married again. Oh, Wallahi, I don't know uh, what advice to give you, to be honest with you, when I say this, because I've never been through such a situation. I haven't experienced it that much. Uh, you've obviously got to look for a really understanding person who also gets along with your your child, etc., from the previous marriage. Someone who's very, very open and understanding. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open your doors and make it easy for you. I mean, I think as you mentioned, especially when it comes to marriage, sometimes individuals or people, they are more knowledgeable about the situation they are in than anybody else, than anybody else even if it is a sheikh or somebody you really respect, sometimes only you, yourself, and Allah know what you are going through. So all advice or blanket advice that is general may not be applicable to you here. Jazakallahu khairan. Sheikhana, what do you think we call it tonight? Yes, I think so, inshallah. Uh, I don't think there's anything else being mentioned in the comments. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all goodness and happy marriages. Those who are not married, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them uh, spouses which will be the coolness of their eyes. 
I mean, Sheikh Ibrahim, before Ramadan, anything you'd like to mention? You know, Ramadan is in a few days. Any last or a short piece of advice you could give the people? Uh, the, the shortest uh, piece of advice would be to ponder upon this, the Qur'an this month. Take out some time to ponder upon the Qur'an. Don't only recite it in addition to your recitation. Uh, understand it and ponder over certain few verses and try and implement something from that in your life. And that way you'll become uh, a manifestation, for lack of a better word, of the Qur'an. Your character becomes a manifestation of the Qur'an. Jazakumullahu khairan, Sheikh. So nice speaking to you. Uh, inshallah, everybody has benefited. Uh, any last words? Absolutely. I apologize for my internet. Alhamdulillah, at least we've got sound. Jazakallah uh, khair. And it's been lovely being with you guys. Uh, inshallah, until next time. Assalamu alaikum. Amin wa iyyakum wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.